inhale, allowing the harsh smoke to bite into my lungs and escape from my lips. Cool summer air, tiny droplets of rain on my bare shoulders, the heartbeat of this concrete jungle. I miss everyone I've ever known all at once and wonder how your love gets so stuck. I wash you down with another drink, hoping the blur of the city lights will close the gap that your absence has sewn into my skin. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste podcast. Today on the podcast, I have my very first guest, one of my bestest buds in the entire universe, <laughs> the Jade of my Bay. Her name is Carly McIsaac, guys. Welcome, Carly. How are you Hi. doing today? Oh, God. <laughs> be interesting to so, clarify melissa means jay-z to her beyonce obviously <laughs> i mean is there any other jay or bay out there i don't know so carly is a actress guy she wrote directed um co-directed produced and starred in the web series easy v and uh she's also the new published author of her book called 1000 matches Holy moly, we are so bloody excited. That's why she's here right now. We're going to talk about her book. So um, yeah. how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I feel like there's a part of me that's like, oh, God, did I just publish my diary? <laughs> um, but I also feel like it maybe hasn't quite hit me yet because um, I think in about a week, a week and a half, when people start to actually read it and share their responses, um, I have an Instagram account for it that I've been running for maybe six months or so. Mm. Um, so I've gotten a taste of like people commenting that they connect to certain things. But I think people reading the full collection will be just like a dream come true. Yeah. I mean, I have been a huge fan of the 1000 Matches Instagram commented liked like every single one. <laughs> um, and that you get a really good taste of her poems on the Instagram. We're going to actually get her to read a couple uh, at the end of this podcast. But mm. uh, what, a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about is first off, what would you say is your inspiration for writing this book? Well, it's interesting because I don't like I feel like with every project that I do I have like a very clear plan you know mm -hmm. I'm so like control freaky like I love to be like this is what's going to happen and this is what I'm doing with I'm this the same way. yeah you know <laughs> so with this it wasn't really ever like I, I suppose at some point I had enough poetry and it all had similar themes that I was like okay this could actually be a, like a book like a collection but it was never that I was writing specifically I didn't set out to be like I'm making a book now and then I wrote it it was like I wrote a lot of poetry from past experiences from things that I wanted to express and then reread it years later most of these are actually written probably up to like four years ago really and yeah some of them are recent and I obviously like edited and tweaked and stuff like that but the like rawness I th I think that people connect to and and will find is because it was coming from like a real experience and I feel comfortable to release it now because it's not currently happening to me um and so I I think it was inspired by me releasing it was inspired by wanting um other people hoping that people feel less alone if they read it and they also connect if they're going through similar things. Right. I mean, I found that a lot of the poems that I've read, they have deeply touched me yeah. and I could completely relate to. I think that's one of the, um, the magical things about your poem is that they're very relatable. Mm. All right. So what I wanted to talk to you about is being a creative person. We, we talk about this a lot about how social media 
is very overwhelming for a lot of us these days, especially mm-hmm. those of us that grew up in a generation that just didn't have phones. Well, yeah. I guess we, well, I guess we started to, I would say, yeah. in our generation. But the generation, like, literally right before us didn't have phones. But we still we still went outside and played. And yeah. we, didn't, we weren't on our phones 24-7. So we're used to, you know, be doing other things as opposed to being glued to our phones. And so, um, you know, I think a lot of people, especially sensitive people, empaths, we struggle with being on our phone so much and it affects us and it kind of just, you know, makes us really tired and dreary. Yeah. And you said it all the time that you, that you felt that way in the past. So what I wanted to ask is, um, you know, being a creative person nowadays, it seems that you have to promote your content on, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, yeah. all that stuff in order to get it out there in order to be seen, to have a presence. Right. So how do you balance that? Like, do you, do you find, is that a struggle for you? Cause I know for me, Oh yeah. 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 I would not, have a phone if I didn't feel like I needed it but you know what I was going to say when you were saying how we grew up without having it Mm. I was thinking about this the other day um remember MSN oh my god do I I think that the issue is not even with creative people but with any people like Instagram and Facebook maybe it's a different kind of thing I think specifically Instagram when you're like scrolling through and you're comparing yourself to people and you're like Mm. why is everyone like on a yacht drinking a margarita, <laughs> like where did I go wrong? Why isn't that my life, you know? And regardless if that is that person's life or they're like posting pictures from one vacation just like seven times for seven weeks, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know because it's just the perception versus reality. But if you think about it, MSN used to have whatever the heading was of like, you would write your status. You would say what you were doing. Right. And you were like oh, yeah. out with Jamie and Brett at the park, like BRB or whatever. Right. So actually I was thinking about that the other day and how that is just the internet as a whole is mm. like, has slowly, you know, through MSN. And then what did we, we had, what was after MSN? I guess our phones and like texting and, and then MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. Yes. Right. For a shout out to all the emo kids out there who had like <laughs> a dark MySpace page. Um, Mine was so light, fluffy, was and pink. It? Mine was, I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> and then I think Facebook or however it went. But like, I think always with the like social apps, you there is an aspect to feeling like you're, you're, it makes you feel vulnerable because you're missing out on something. And I think that's the psychology of like, you're scrolling through and you're like, why is you know, this person has this or this actress is at Cannes or whatever. And you're always comparing yourself. And I think that's not even relating to creative people. I think that's any people is like Mm -hmm. this glamorized life of like, you know, what you're wondering why you don't have that. And I don't even know if the people that post that have that. If they do, that's great. But, you know, chances are they don't. And so I think with the book, like I wanted to expose myself and, um, release something that isn't glamorous and release something real because I feel like that's what I'm interested in I want to know you know what you're like at 1 a.m in your bathtub I don't want to know what you're like on vacation because that's more interesting like what are your thoughts and you know what I'm saying like as opposed to whatever your perception that you want people to see I think it's much more interesting to hear people's late night thoughts and that's essentially what the book is yeah because um you know Instagram has this 
like people tend to feel down because everyone's putting on this sort of like face that their lives are just so happy. No one right. sort of shows when they're sad or or when they're when they're being real. Like this is actually one of the points reasons why I posted that silly Melissa Diaries videos because that's me. Like yeah. I'm just lean having fun, you know. And yeah. Like, but I'm not. And I like I like to you know I do a lot of live streams to to show people the real natural me because I just yeah there's just too much fakeness out yeah. there and people just you know all you're doing is taking photos everywhere you go yeah. like ever like and we do it too and that's what's well, yeah. frustrating is we can sit here and be like oh it's so draining no, but, but we, we, do, it as we well. do it right yeah. and so that's the trap of like yeah. how can you and it, and yeah I think if you're creating it's like how can you yeah balance like of course I want to share what I've made and you know you want to mm. feel like you're a part of a community and all that but also where's the part where you like just release from that and take a step back and actually live your life and have experiences so then you can write about them you know what I mean if you're always like in this bubble and in this tunnel of like comparison and just like showing everybody that you're having such a great life all the time you know you're kind of missing the point right so it's difficult I don't I don't have an answer for that I think like lately I've been trying to wake up my thing that I've noticed is I think for a lot of people is like our alarms are our phone and that's Mm -hmm. the trap is like then it goes off and then you're like oh I have these emails and oh here I'm gonna answer to this or that and so I think it's like I'm I've ordered an alarm clock it's not here yet let you know yeah I'm ordering alarm clock just like separately did we talk about this uh no I don't think so yeah I'm ordering a pink one Amazon (laughs) um yeah shout out to Amazon um so yeah I think that will like just like actually being aware of like what can I do if we like sit around and complain that you know technology is taking over our lives like what steps can we make though to make sure that you know you're not waking up and then you're on your phone and falling asleep to like scrolling or whatever. So I think it's just a matter of like understanding that like the world isn't going to explode if you take, you know, couple days off yeah like yeah. what do you miss you don't miss anything right I've, I've I've actually found that I need to just delete them off of my phone yeah I mean well, I'm you're actually, better at that than me yeah I well I mean recently well because I went on two trips recently right yeah. like going to Hawaii like you it costs so much extra money to be in the states like on you know have your data running yeah. in another country so I just didn't have my data on for a lot of the time and it was just such a good like breathing vacation yeah. where I couldn't be on my phone literally because I wasn't gonna pay that extra like 20 Mm -hmm. bucks a day you know what I mean so I had that and then ever since then I've been able to sort of stay off of Instagram Twitter Facebook all that I actually deleted it before that trip and I haven't reinstalled it on my phone only Instagram yeah uh, just specifically for this podcast and for right and and you do need it yeah like yeah I don't know how you would reach people that you know, yeah, it's it's really it's really tricky. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the answer is. Well, bef- for that. yeah, before that, I had to delete it all together. Like even Instagram, I couldn't have it on my phone because I just would get so anxious. But it's it's yeah, yeah, the anxiety yeah. is I think what a lot of people aren't talking about that it is directly through Instagram. Well, remember, so Carly and I have talked about this in the past. You know, before social media, before Facebook, okay you didn't really hear of anyone having major anxiety or depression. And it's so interesting because like when Facebook started, that's actually when I became severely depressed. Mm. And when I reflect on that, I really do think that it's correlated because ever, like ever since then, 
it from the from the rise of social media there's also been a rise of depression anxiety and most specifically social anxiety and i think it's right. because even though it's called social media and you're being yeah. social it doesn't replace the actual the actual face to face conversation yeah. exactly there's no replacement for that and i think kids today yeah they're growing up and they're I getting know. anxious and yeah. they and they're not having these experiences and that's where a lot of the anxiety is coming from and it's yeah. just because everyone's just on their phone when i was in mexico a few weeks ago i was with um, a couple families and every single kid at the table was on iPad? an iPad yeah, the I entire know, time. Bad. Yes. Yeah. Weren't engaging in conversations at all. It actually hurt my soul a lot. And yeah. it, it, it makes me really nervous for the next generation because I, who knows what their struggle. I mean, everyone has struggles right at every yeah. generation, but who knows what the, the, how society is going to be. Will people communicate anymore? I don't know. Like even, you know, Carly knows in the past that I struggle being on the phone and communicate on the phone. Like not so much as I used to. It depends on like, I if I've been around, on the phone. I, I talk on the loves. phone for three hours yeah. a day. Like I pretty much, <laughs> which do. we often do when yeah, we do talk. About we do. It's hard not to, uh, cause we get caught up in great combo, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, str- I struggle with that. And social anxiety is something that I've really struggled with since the beginning of this social media, you know, era. So it's mm-hmm. super interesting, but, yeah. um, yeah, so uh, so you you find that um, an alarm. So alarm clock is a really good idea. I was I was thinking maybe we can talk about you know any other solutions that we've thought of. For me, it's just like anytime I go to the app now, I think nope. There's something productive or question I could do. yourself. Like why why are you yeah. why do you need people to know that you're drinking a coffee that has a foam heart? Like what yes. is the actual reason though? Is it like because you genuinely are like hey there's this local coffee shop that's great go see it then that's awesome but if you're just like you know fourth audition of the day like drinking coffee it's I just like just question yourself and that's fine I'm not judging anybody who you know I'm sure there's things that I post that people like why but I think just like you too having yeah the awareness though of like what is your reason is it like you know to connect or is it to is it that you're feeling insecure that day and so maybe you're trying to it's your ego that's you know pressing the send button like just figure out what is the reason that you're posting the content that you're posting and I think you know you don't have to be so extreme where you're like delete everything and like move to a remote island but maybe just start to to question yourself of of why yeah you know um Recently, I started noticing and thinking about the, you know, people, couples that post pictures about, about, about them. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, I have a lot of people on my Instagram that, you know, has a boyfriend or girlfriend, vice versa, and they constantly are posting pictures of them together and like, we did this together. We're so in love. I love you. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just so interesting because why like yeah you can be in love but like why do we feel the need to share that or like do is it, it is it coming from a place of wanting people to know that we're in love and if so why do you need people to know that does right. that like w- w- what in, what in what way does that serve you do right you know? and maybe it is because you're proud of your partner and you maybe. really are yeah. genuinely like th- I found this person and yes. I want to you know like yeah there's different reasons I think but um yeah I feel like the main thing is just being aware um, yeah and like and yeah and and, and questioning before you post things right yeah yeah or not if you just want to post it like you know or just don't sure you can do whatever but I'm just saying for me and I think for you as well because we are sensitive to that just kind of clocking those things I think are important for us but yeah if you want to post your vacation pictures (laughs) from last year like go for it yeah do whatever you want (laughs) (laughs) what do we know I don't know no but (laughs) 
Okay, so another thing I wanted to suggest is I think also people could just schedule more face-to-face hangouts. And I think, yeah, just just because honestly, when I'm feeling my most anxious, okay, I've talked about this a lot on my Peaks live stream. When I feel my most anxious, often it's because I've been in my head for like too many hours. And the minute I step out of my head and I go even just to Starbucks and I just look at someone in the eyes and I order a drink, it instantly if uplifts my mood and so sometimes when I'm just so in my head I force myself to go to Starbucks and have human interaction <laughs> yeah. what a wild thought in 2018 it, but it's but yeah. that's you know that's a it's actually a problem now because we'll be on our phones in our heads for so long yeah. throughout the day and not have any human interaction and it, that's honestly what's causing a lot of anxiety I think and um so yeah going to Starbucks really helps guys so I think scheduling face-to-face you know, hangouts regularly where you can people put that care about you. Yeah. yeah where you put your phone away. You know? um, also physical touch is a big thing. Um, Huge. Like, I think. yeah, Agreed. truly yeah. just having someone place their hand on you. I'm not yes. talking about in a sexual way. <laughs> Guys, don't be a pervert. I just mean like truly like a hug or someone to just like hold you. Yes. <laughs> like truly it's, yeah, I'm like, give me your hand. Uh, I think it's important yes. to actually connect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, definitely a hug or, um, a high five or something. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. Yeah. I agreed. Um, I also wrote down, you know, maybe, um, f- finding a, f- an emotional outlet, I think, um, can, can get you away. Cause I think also it's trendy to be like, I'm lazy. Mm. I, I, I'm too lazy to go out and do this or I'm too lazy for that. And I think having a physical, sorry, emotional outlet emphasis on the physical, because I think that also gets you off your phone. You can't be on your phone when you're, you know, dancing or when, you know, you're, right. you're moving around playing like a soccer game or something, you mm. know? And I think just, just creating more life, like real life experiences will get you feeling so much better about, you know, being on your phone. Like honestly, in the last, couple weeks since I've been so active from being off my phone I've been so active in the real world I felt so much better yeah I bet yeah Yeah. you just yeah you do you feel a million times better it'd be interesting to hear what the next generation how they feel or how they end up turning out because they've grown up with this just being their life like they don't Mm -hmm. know any different they've Mm -hmm. just always been on the iPads you know the um I've known a couple of kids, they're, you know, five years old and they've been on an iPad since they were like two. And that's yeah. just, they, they don't know any, anything different. They were born after the iPhone was right. created, you know? So it's just, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how the world turns out. Yeah, that's absolutely. for sure. Um, okay. So I would love if you would read us one of your poems now. Sure. Yeah. Maybe one or two, if you would, sure. I would um, love to, I would love to hear them. Yeah. I'm just musing out loud, but I think in a past life we were once really happy. And maybe this was all a temporary glitch, but on this plane and in this lifetime, it's like catching fireflies, and I cannot continue to be a fragile paper doll for you. So I hope all your colors come back and your weary soul finally finds a home that is not bound to mine. Oh my God, that one almost makes me cry. <laughs> so sad it's beautiful thank you that one's one of my favorites is it yeah. oh yeah um i have one more here for as long as i can recall i've had this hole in my soul after my father died and the important parts of my mother died along with him the hole began drilling itself into my atmosphere 
It is not large, and it does not constantly ache, but it is there, demanding of my attention when left open. So I became desperate to fill it. With different booze and different boys, like a rolled-up paper towel you stuff into a sink, a placeholder of for now to make it stop. Eventually, it overflowed, forcing me to sit in the swamp of it all, sit in the swamp that is me. But what if this time I don't fill it? What if this time I pull everything out I've used to stop the bleeding, expose the wound, hope for healing, take a deep breath, and surrender? Beautiful. Thanks. That is lovely. Amazing. So, guys, just for listening in on this podcast, we are actually going to do a giveaway. Yes. I'm so excited. So, our giveaway is going to consist of... You're going to have to follow both Carly's 1000 matches Instagram and mine at Melissa Milotti. You're going to have to tag two friends in the post. So this will be on both of our um, Instagrams. And then we want you to answer this question. Uh, What is one thing this year that you want to let go of? Love it. Or burn. (laughs) What do you want to let go of this year, Carly? Um, That's a great question. So many things. Um, I think kind of what I was saying earlier about like um just like letting go of like what I think where I think my life should go and the Mm -hmm. map that I've created for it and sort of like being stubborn and not leaving room for what it could be Mm -hmm. and I find that you know with so many things you're like convinced that a certain role is for you if you're an actor or you know whatever Mm -hmm. your career is or you this person is for you and you have these like very high expectations yeah ideals of like what you want and then I find in hindsight you're like god thank god I didn't you know date that person or have that experience for whatever reason that you don't know and so I think for me this year especially with releasing this book and and some of the other projects I'm working on, I'm just like trying to just like go with the flow and not try, like control how the outcome's gonna be. I love it. So it's something I wanna like. Going go. with the flow yeah. is the theme of what our about lives. You? Yeah, well, it's interesting you saying that because, yeah, had I not let go of this idea of, you know, my life turning out a certain way, yeah, I, I've talked a lot about this on my live streams that, you know, before I got cricket, you know, (laughs) I was working a fast food job or I was working at a restaurant, like hating my life Mm -hmm. and just not happy. And then I just, I decided to just quit (laughs) and let go and just, you know, try to just trust in whatever the universe would bring to me. And, you know, Mm -hmm. every day just focusing on trying to attract like great things and like working hard on, you know, my craft and, and then, you know, eventually the, an opportunity, you know, arised and I got cricket and, and then, you know, things have gone crazy from there. Right. Sorry. I need to clarify. She didn't work at a fast food. Oh no. She worked at Joey's. (laughs) She didn't work at McDonald's, but that's beside the point. I'm yeah. I don't know why I said fast food. I don't. She wasn't like flipping french fries but yes i know you mean the <laughs> restaurant industry like not what you wanted to do not where yeah. you saw your life going or yeah. or like at a certain time i think my biggest thing is like i when i was a kid i had such specific like i just turned 26 um 
last week and 25 was a really hard year for me in terms of like accepting where I was at because Mm -hmm. for some reason when I was a kid 25 was always like my marker of like true adulthood like you have everything together like you know I had all these goals of like where I wanted things to go and and so understanding that just because you didn't reach your specific goals you made when you were eight doesn't mean you're a failure you know what I mean doesn't mean you know and so that's something 25 for whatever reason was like very difficult for me to grasp like oh I don't have this that whatever but it's also like if you flip it and you're just grateful for where you are and 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 what experiences led you to to your own personal growth and and learning and Mm -hmm. I think you know even with um in the book I uh, speak a lot about like a really toxic relationship that I was in um for quite some time and something that I think about often is like I'm so grateful that that happened and I'm so grateful that I was so devastated and so heartbroken over that because it forced me like I wasn't ready to grow and it doesn't like sometimes life isn't waiting for you to be ready just like honestly shoved me into like a new realm of myself that I'm like wouldn't have done so many things that I've done or attracted the right kinds of people in my life if I hadn't had that experience and if I hadn't experienced like what I didn't want so I can make space for what I do right yeah in my worst relationship like my my craziest relationship when I was you know a teenager I learned so many of the lessons Mm -hmm. that have made me who I am now the strong person that I am now is literally because of that situation and I remember my my dad had said to me during that time I think it was 19 or 18 at the time he said you know this is the lowest I think you'll ever Mm -hmm. be in life and nothing could ever everything up is going to be uphill from here and he's right he's right and but and all of my lessons have been you know from that time and I um I'm so glad that I went through that because I wouldn't be who I am right now. I wouldn't be, you know, where I am. And I wouldn't be grateful and, and wouldn't and have resilient. You wouldn't yeah. know how resilient you actually are until yeah. you're placed in a situation. You don't know how strong you are yeah. until you till yeah. till you went through Absolutely. the crazy situation I went through. And I've learned so, you know, I've learned to be proud of, you know. Right, your now. past. Yeah. yeah. And I think like, yeah, I just think that everyone should be, you know, like I think everything just happens for a reason. And I think that, you know, yeah, it's just everything yeah, happens for a reason. Yeah. I want to let go of um, caring so much about what people think about me and the people specifically that I don't like. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I noticed that about myself. I mean, everybody sort of does care in some way, shape, or form a yeah, like, little bit. But I, I do think I struggle with it more being like a people pleaser and wanting people to love me and just love mm-hmm. my Melissa dog. You know, like – and. So I think, you know, I've certainly struggled with that a lot over my life and I've gone a million trillion times better in the last yeah, like, you two have. years. Yeah. You've even seen that, you know, now I'm yeah. really actively trying to speak my truth. Um, but sometimes I do find that I get caught up in like past beliefs and past patterns of getting so scared about how people are going to react. Yeah. And, you know, recently on Carly's birthday, I, um, I used to be terrified of some people that were from my high school because, you know, the really terrible time that I went through and just like they were just very sort of aggressive girls yeah and not aggressive is like a strong word but yeah not not even mean they didn't know me they were just judging me and I was afraid of seeing their judgments on their faces right and so ever since that crazy time in my life I've always been scared about running into them in person and thankfully (laughs) I've never really had to at, at many occasions but I've always you know been cautious and nervous about if that ever happened what it would be like and on your birthday I was just walking down the street and one of these girls just passed me and 
I was fine and yeah. it didn't matter. And, and you like they, still live on. Yeah. And I lived on and I was actually I'm not just fine. I was great and I was okay and I was comfortable and proud of myself. And, you know, so it's, we do, div- I think there, you know, sometimes we just get so caught up in our heads and we create these scenarios and we make them out to be way worse than they are. And, yeah. um, you know, for me, I know I do that a lot. And so I really would love to let go of, of just, thinking too much about how others see me and just really just focus on the people that actually matter. Like I should only care about my main, you know, Absolutely. five people and my, my friends and, and then my, you know, my family care about me. And that's really, at the end of the day, I think that's all that matters. And so that's, that's what I'm going to learn to try to let Perfect. go a little bit more. <coughs> All right. Mm, so, um, yeah, so this giveaway, we let's, let's say for the 26th, <coughs> Let's say for the 26th that we will uh, close the contest. Sure. Okay. So um, we want you to, once again, we'll repeat it. If you would like to be in the draw for Carly's beautiful 1000 matches book. So you need to follow um, her Instagram 1000 matches and also at Melissa Malati. You need to tag two friends in our post, our podcast post, which we'll be, we'll be posting very soon. Mm-hmm. And you need to let us know what you would like to let go of in the comment section. And, uh, and then we'll be picking someone randomly on the 26th. Yeah, and we'll, we'll ship it to you. We'll ship it to you. Um, I have to say only, um, unfortunately, only open to uh, people living in Canada or the U.S. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, definitely. And okay, so the final thing I want to ask you mm-hmm. before you leave. Oh my God, sure. I just ate that microphone. <laughs> I wanted to ask you if you could tell me a miracle that has happened in your life. Maybe one that you witnessed or something specifically that happened to you. Every single person in the future that's going to be on this podcast. We're going to we're gonna discuss mm. miracles. And I, I, I said in my first podcast that I want Namaste to be specifically a podcast where people can come and feel uplifted and they can leave, you know, motivated and inspired to, you know, go live the best life, mm-hmm. you know. So I want to finish off every podcast with talking about a miracle that's happened in the world or something that's happened to you. So do you have a miracle mm. that you could I, share I do. something beautiful that's happened to you um so I told Melissa that I didn't want to really know any of the questions ahead of time um I just wanted it to be like a very free-flowing conversation but she did tell me this so I have been thinking about this uh for the last couple days I think so I have two things to say about it I think um a lot of the kind of what I was saying, like the absence of things, like things not happening have been Mm. miracles. Um, But I also think something that has been a a form of a miracle for me is I used to really believe that to create any kind of art, you had to be unhappy. Mm. And that was a belief that I've carried around for a long time. And I did find, you know, that I would be, writing I guess what I consider some of my best work at times where I would be you know really down and and in a dark place um and so I think a miracle for me is just shedding that belief that like we don't have to be this like you know agonizing soul in order to be able to create something that people connect to um and I think just in terms of my writing like I I find that I get very like creative spurts like things will just come to me usually at night um and especially actually with this book like there be poems I'm always kind of like accumulating things throughout the day if I you know just hear a line or even sometimes it's a word and I'll like write it down and I'll be like oh and I'll kind of like chew on that for a while or I'll hear just anything someone's expression on the subway or whatever it is that moves me and I'll kind of compile 
things that I maybe want to come back to at some point. Um, but with some of the poems, like it felt like when we talk about inspired thought and like almost like channeled writing, um, when we talk about spirituality, like it did feel that I was very guided um, with some of these and it felt very urgent, like in my body, like I would wake up and just like have to write something and then all oh, channeled like, writing. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose like something like that. Um, and so it would and then I would read the next day and like some of them were just like a full poem and it was wow. like, finished, you know, and it's not that I knew what it was going to happen, but I felt it happening. And so I think I started to believe like, oh, you know, only things can come out of like being in, you know, darker times or like only at those times where it feels like urgent that mm. I can write. And so I think now I'm really shifting into like sitting down every day and like, it doesn't matter if I feel inspired or I even want to, it's like, you know, whether it's more of like the discipline of it and yes. learning, like I can have healthy relationships. I can, you know, find fulfillment in my life. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to be able to be an artist you know what I mean right. so I think that's something that has felt a bit like a miracle that I'm like wow okay I can you know have good people surrounding me and and I can you know be happy and and sometimes not you know it's just mm -hmm. like some days I am some days I'm not it's just like with Life. everyone and there's such a spectrum in emotions and you know it's something else that we chat about is like there's no good or bad emotions mm -hmm. and like society has you know forced us to feel like we can only share things that are like celebratory yes and um, like on instagram and everybody's right, exactly. happy and it just loops traveling back to that but yeah. it's like some days you're just fucking sad mm -hmm. and that's okay yeah. you know and you're not it's not like every day you know sometimes i shuffle through like 15 emotions in 15 minutes you yeah. know and then some weeks you have sort of like a steady like it just depends and mm -hmm. so anyways i think the point is just like embracing where you're at and understanding that you don't have to be like a tortured soul in order to right. create interesting things that people want to potentially oh, read. That's awesome. So do you think maybe in the next book you'll have tons of like uplifting channels? Who knows? Writings? I have oh. to have more. Got to go out and have more experiences. I love yeah, it. Potentially. Right. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Okay, well, do, uh, do you want to tell everyone where they can actually buy the book? Yeah, so it's just um, on Amazon. So you just type in 1000 Matches, Carly McIsaac. And um, is, do you have a link in your description yeah, box I have on a Instagram? Link, uh, on in both my personal Instagram and 1000 Matches. It's on my Facebook. The link is everywhere you can find it on my social so Perfect. very easy yeah to grab very exciting ah well thank you so much for being here you beautiful thing i me. wanted to just say one last thing mm -hmm. before we leave so carly and i have been friends since what like 2012 yeah 2012 is that right yeah uh wow so what is this uh, six years <laughs> Fast math, fast math. Haven't taken math in a while. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were in New York. Was it la last year? Yeah. 2017. Last, yeah. So we were in New York last year in January. It was the most magical trip. And we're trying Truly. to go to New York every single year. This is our new sort of goal. And so we were there last year in January. And when we were there, we were just sitting on the bed and we were I can't remember we were like buying tickets <laughs> no, for something <laughs> well I want to share this because this just goes to show I think like we have such a divinely connected relationship yeah. like well, Carly and I you know th this book book is so beautiful because we the we connected in a time where we were both like just going through so many changes and our mm -hmm. relationship has been so lovely in the sense that we always seem to have similar issues and we have we've had similar things that happened to us in our lives and we just we have very similar themes and so um 
anyways, what I wanted to share, because this was just so cool that we, you know, we were in New York and we were buying something like some kind of like a ticket Tickets, for something. To and see Kate Blanchett. Oh, brother. yes. She was, it was amazing. amazing. Yeah, truly. <laughs> life changing. Life actually yeah. changing. So um, we were buying <laughs> tickets and Carly was like, OK, yeah, you can put it under my name, Carly Francis McIsaac. And I was like, what? <laughs> you, m- m- my middle name? <laughs> and she's like, what? No, no, Carly <laughs> Francis McIsaac. I'm like, that's my middle name. And, I, and, and she's like, what? And uh, we both took out our licenses. And sure enough, <laughs> after five years of friendship, we never knew that we both had the same middle name, which, in fact, we were both embarrassed of our whole lives. Yeah. And like, well, just because it was one of those names that like no one. As it, a child. As like a child. on your library card, people would be like, you're yeah. an old grandma. Yeah. It was as like an adult, I kind of love it. It was a parent trap when they like connect the photos. Yeah. It, was like- <laughs> it was a parent trap <laughs> moment. It actually was. We're like, you're Francis and I'm Francis. <laughs> so now we say oh we're connected God, by so Francis. Funny. We're Bay and Jay and connected uh, oh by God. Francis. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that um, our friendship has been so significant to me is because I feel like we're constantly evolving yes. at similar like rates. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. yeah, it feels like we're we're going through a lot of similar things and our life path is very aligned and we're constantly changing and learning and growing together, yeah. which is really beautiful like, literally and really Carly, rare. Carly will have a problem and then within like a week, I'll have the same problem and say so, and like vice versa. Like it's just we all we're always sort of, you know, tackling similar things. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Anyways, my point of bringing this up just because, you know, I wanted to thank you for being here. Oh, but I, I wanted to share everyone, you know, I want ev- talking about social media and, you know, how. I think the reason we've had such a good friendship is because we, we actively like, you know, sit down and, you know, grab a coffee or we have dinner or we'll, you know, we'll go, we'll go out or we we have phone chats yeah, and we yeah. work on things, you know, we actively are working on our friendship. And I think with social media, you know, a lot of people I think are like we were saying are depressed and anxious because they don't have that. And I think, you know, just ev- everyone can have relationships like this. It just, it just takes and, re- and bravery you know? to reach out you know yes. if you have I think especially because it, it feels like everybody is so distant and so far away is like if you you know know someone who has similar interests as you like yeah. reach out and be like yeah. hey we should grab a coffee you know and right. I think that's what's missing from just like sort of the childlike play of like you yes. know when you're younger and you're like I want to be your friend and you're like I want to be my friend yeah. great let's be friends and it was so simple and mm-hmm. I think as adults it is hard to find to make new friends mm-hmm. to make to find a romantic partner like whatever it is it's like everybody's kind of in their bubble and you know they're busy and things are going on so I think it's important though to be the first one to reach out if you yes. you know Agreed. connect with someone like pursue that yeah yeah and I think also like I don't know if this is because when you get older, you just become more comfortable with who you are. But before I sort of met you and we started hanging out, you know, I'd always had friendships where there was just always so many problems. Yeah. And the, and like, and the, or there's people just didn't understand me. And so maybe it's because I wasn't as open, but I just do find with our friendship, you know, you, we've, we've, you've allowed me to become more open and like comfortable with myself over the years. And, um, you know, you've, you've respected how I am as a person and I've respected you. And like, you know, and I think that's, that's a big part of it. I think just accepting people as they are and that, you know, and just, yeah, you know, finding forgiveness in like the little fights cause they're going to happen, you know, and just sort of going on your day and yeah. Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And I'm so excited for you. And yeah, guys, check out 1000 matches, the Instagram and uh, go buy our book. Thanks. 
Love it. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, the grass is greenest where you are right now. Repeat it to yourself. Love it. Embrace it. <laughs> Love you guys so much. Bye.